Welcome to the Broken to Unbroken podcast with Dr. Nick Askey, where we dive deep into how to eliminate pain and continue to train. Okay, welcome to episode 10 of the Broken to Unbroken podcast. Today, with Tiger Woods returning and second top 10 finish at a major, back-to-back majors for the first time since 2010, uh, we're going to discuss a little bit about what my theory is with what happened with Tiger, independent of his off-the-course struggles with addiction and his marital troubles. What what my hypothesis is, is when Tiger was at top of his game where no one could touch him, uh, first of all, the athleticism in golf and the the weight training and, and functional training and rotational power training was unheard of. It was a bunch of guys that looked like Lee Trevino out there uh, swinging clubs and they're built like John Daly. So not the, what you would classify as athletes any more than what you would the big Lebowski. Um, but Tiger was untouchable, uh, for a lot of years. Uh, I think he's won like 12 majors or more and creeping up on some records, but no one could touch him. And then he starts training, uh, gets a really big upper body and all of a sudden he's getting multiple low back surgeries and he's having all these injuries and golf you have to understand is a game where you have to separate rotation over the top of your hips from rotation in your trunk so you have to be able to dissociate trunk rotation from pelvic rotation you cannot put on the kind of upper body mass that tiger did and maintain good thoracic mobility and good rib cage mobility unless you're very cognizant of that and if you put on that mass faster your body has a hard time adapting your new swing to your new body build so if you look at tiger when he first started he didn't have a huge upper body he was not he was not scrawny by any stretch of the imagination but he was compared to how he filled out his big sunday red polo when he was about to have a bunch of low back issues. So if you look at putting on upper body mass around the scapula, the upper traps, the pecs, that's going to lock down your rib cage and your, the two regions of the body that you're designed to rotate is over the top of your hips and through your thoracic spine or your mid back. If you look at the way the joints are designed between the vertebrae in the mid back or the thoracic spine, the facets are oriented so that you can rotate through them. And in the low back, you're going to hit those joints together and you're going to develop back pain if you rotate through your lower back. Uh, Most of us have experienced this with yard work or this flex and twist motion where we throw our low back out because our low back is most vulnerable in flexion and rotation or bending forward and rotating. So when you're addressing the golf ball, you're in, in effect, you're, you're bending forward. Granted, you're hinging forward through the hips, but all else being equal in the lower body. So let's say Tiger puts on all this body mass and still has the same rotation over the top of his hips, which is unlikely because the more mass you put on in your lower body, the more you're going to stiffen up the hips. Uh, so if that main, maintained, 
and you put all this muscle mass attached to the rib cage, you're going to over rotate through your lower back. Then Tiger goes and gets these multiple back surgeries, has all the issues with being addicted to cocktails of medications and not even knowing where he's at and getting pulled over in his car when he's not even moving and he's just passed out at intersections. That is, I'm not saying that if you go do bench press, you're going to go down through the same road as Tiger, but this brings up a good point as well is your workout needs to match your goals. If your goal is to be the best golfer in the world, it shouldn't be your goal to put on mass and look good at the beach and do a bunch of bench press and upper body work because you need to rotate and generate power through your core, but be able to disassociate the upper body from the lower body. Similar thing to baseball players and pitchers. Uh, there's a reason Pitchers, yeah, they're they're long and generally pretty big, but if you look at Randy Johnson and these guys, they didn't have huge hulking arms like some of these outfielders that all they have to do is throw a ball from the outfield and hit it out of the park when they're at bat. Uh, that's a different power generation strategy. So putting on that upper upper body mass caused him to rob Peter to pay Paul because he couldn't rotate his trunk. So we over-rotate through the low back. That puts a lot of stress on the discs because it's compression and rotation, and it wears them out. And then we get multiple back surgeries. And now that he's on the rebound, he looks more like the old Tiger from a bodybuild standpoint because I think he realized, hey, not only do I have to totally change my swing, to mechanically make it appropriate for my body right now after going through two lumbar surgeries. and But I have to not have that stiffness in my trunk in order to be able to rotate through the proper motion segments to not overload the low back. So that's my random thought of the day that I was just discussing with some of my golfers. We were talking about it with Tiger kind of returning to the, the leaderboard and with his second place finish in the open, it, it's really important that we understand if your goal is to just be a power lifter, go lift a bunch of weights, get bulky because mass moves mass. But if your sport and your goals rely on you being nimble, flexible through specific regions in the body, just getting stronger for the sake of being stronger is going to make you more resilient to everything, but it's not going to necessarily make you more skilled or more appropriately strong in your sport. So with golf, you should be focusing more on rotational power and building strength to increase club speed, but not hypertrophy in the upper body or hypertrophy through the hips. You do need glute strength. You do need hypertrophy in the glutes, but you need to manage that increase in strength with the appropriate amount of mobility exercises. So you don't lose internal rotation through the, your lead leg on your, your follow through. And so you don't lose external rotation in your, your, your trailing leg. So that's just random thoughts. Uh, we're going to have a Q&A episode coming up later this week, so make sure you guys get on Facebook or on Instagram and DM me some questions. But episode 10 in the books, we're now in double digits, and I look forward to hear, hearing some comments and questions from you guys for next episode. Make sure that you get on iTunes and post a review because it helps me 
make this better every episode, but it also kind of gets us on the map with more ratings. So thanks again, and we'll see you at next episode 11 for a Q&A.